0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Crump Diddy Show on today's podcast. Man, we are, once again, we are talking about the CCP, um, the zero COVID policies that are falling apart over there in China. Now, as you guys have probably seen by now, I'm sure you've probably seen some clips or some articles, you know, going around the internet. Uh, But unless you really dig for it, I'm going to be 100% honest with you right now. It's amazing how much suppression this shit is getting. Very few uh, publications have been like talking about it, like as far as advertising with articles and whatever, you usually got to go to like YouTube or Instagram or Twitter and find a lot of people, whether they're independent journalists or people that are actually over there in China, like, you know, posting their videos uh, as quick as they can before they get deleted. Uh, People hoping that people screen share and repost. Um, You know, I haven't seen anything this crazy since the whole thing that happened. Tiananmen Square, I probably said that name wrong, but, you know, the famous incident with the tank and the guy in front of it. Uh, You should really look into that if you guys, you know, for those of you who are younger who may not be aware of that, definitely look that up. Uh, Tiananmen Square uh, incident that happened, um, which usually is covered up nowadays. Um, but it's crazy. Like, so to give you guys like uh, a brief rundown, um, I suggest you guys check out China Uncensored, um, the China Show, you know, Lao Wai. There, there's so many. There's so many different people that are covering this stuff. And the reason why I recommend you go uh, check those people out is not only do they got in-depth videos explaining to you what's been going on, the kind of the whole background of it, leading up to it. But these are also people that have actually been there and lived there for a while and have been covering what's been going on there for some time. So, you know, they're not bought and sold two times over. They're they're their own free thinker, independent thinking, you know, somewhat journalists. And I say somewhat because at this point, I just call them people, you know, releasing videos and trying to get it out to the masses So whatever form of journalism you call that, that's what they're doing. But it's not the typical mainstream where there's suppression and money involved. And um, these people have done a great job over the years exposing what's been going on. And lately, the recent protests that's been happening this week uh, has been insane over there in China. Uh, People are basically sick of the zero COVID policies. Even when they said that were are going to make some modifications to it, it end up being bullshit. There was an outrage where there was a building, a room in a building that caught fire. And because in, in certain areas where they're doing these zero COVID lockdown uh, restrictions, what they'll end up doing is they'll be welding buildings shut. So there's no way of actually getting in and they don't unweld them and release people into the quarantine time limit that they deem necessary is gone. It's, it's up, you know, it's okay, it's safe. So that building was catching fire and th- this video, is, it's, it's, all, it's all over the internet. I mean, some people are getting it censored because it is kind of sad to watch, but you literally hear people screaming, saying, let me out, let me out. And there, you know, a couple people have died. I think some children they're reporting died in uh, the incident when they were reading the translation of it and it, it's sad it's crazy and you know you're seeing people actually you know join together and protest and saying give me liberty or give me death you know and chanting that in the streets there's videos where they're actually charging at the police and at the you know the whole uh, i guess you could say the quarantine doctors or whatever you call those people that are dressed in the hazmat suits I mean, you know, because they've had enough. You know, they've had... There was an incident where somebody was screaming some stuff about for uh, Xi Jinping to step down. And they ended up trying to take him away, the police. And they ended up having the team, you know, all the citizens there were working together. And they're pulling the guy to to get him to escape from the police grip so he can be free and, and escape. And it's crazy because I've seen videos like this a long time, you know, for a long time where people... You know, usually when the police grab somebody, everybody else kind of just, you know, runs away like, you know, like insects. You know, they want nothing to do with it. And uh, but in this time, people are not only shouting things that normally will have them locked up for good, you know, um, like, you know, for the, the leader to step down, you know, they're protesting against the covid you know, there was even a famous picture going around with it. I think it was on a subway or a bus or a train. I forgot what it was. The picture's at an angle. They zoomed it in, so I can't tell. But they spray painted it and said, even dogs have more freedom than we do. And it's I'm telling you, like, people are actually bum rushing, forcing police back. They're bum rushing the quarantine workers. You know, they're freeing people. They're trying to, you know, free people that are being that are trying to be detained by police. They're shouting things that normally you would never get away with shouting. Like they're waking up and the whole incident with the building and people like, you know, being trapped inside and, you know, women and children and men and, you know, men, whatever, dying and stuff. That was enough to actually set them off. These people around are, are, are getting sick of it. And I have a feeling, I have a strong feeling that if they keep this pressure up, uh, it's going, I feel like they're going to be able to pull the carpet on the, underneath the CCP because this is something that I don't even think the CCP anticipated I think they thought that they had a true, you know, grasp on their people. And that grasp is, is, is slipping away. They thought they had fear and control, you know, with the social credit system, the, the, the retaliation with tanks and, you know, SWAT, you know, their version of SWAT in the street. And it's not working. And I think, I don't think they anticipated that. And this is the power of the people, man. When the people join together and they're sick of it. You know, and before anybody else, you know, says anything, I wanna I wanna check everyone for this because there's gonna be some people that say, oh, you know, you didn't support the BLM protest, but you support this. Well, here's the thing, here's where you're wrong. I always supported the BLM peacefully protesting, you know, marching the streets, you know, with their signs, you know, having their voices heard you know, join together in unity. I've never had a problem with that. Even if I don't agree with with somebody, you know, they can go on and want to protest that the, the sun is orange. I They still should have that right to protest. Now, as long as you, but where I have a problem is when there's people that hijack a movement and they use it as an excuse to get violent and hurt innocent people and loot and destroy stores and small businesses of people that have nothing to do with this problem. Okay, and they're blocking main roads where people can't get to work and they're pulling people out of their vehicles and attacking them or shouting at them in restaurants and surrounding people. That's where I have a problem. It's like, okay, protests, but leave people that have nothing to do with it or leave innocent people out of it. Stop. Don't hurt nobody and don't steal from anybody. Because at that point, your message is diluted already. What these people are doing in China is they're protesting, but they're protesting to the source of the issue. They're not attacking, looting small businesses, and because that's just not how they operate. At least, and now maybe it is happening, but I can tell you there just right now, I'm not seeing videos of it. So to be fair, maybe that does happen, but I'm willing to bet money that it's not, because otherwise we would have already seen it already. You know. I know that people are grabbing, like, signs and street signs and they're throwing it, you know, at the police and the quarantine workers or whatever. And that's already kind of pushing it. But here's the difference, though. They don't live in a a free society like we do over here in America. They live in a communist uh, country where your speech can actually have you in prison and your family members suffer. Like, certain things you say or do can get you in trouble. You can lose everything. You know, they don't have the same rights and freedoms we do. And everything that you see that comes out of any YouTube, any social media, any mainstream media, anything that comes out with audio voice or anything that's on like official channels, that's all state run media. So the only chance you get is from independent people who are living there reporting and risking everything using VPNs, which are illegal or the actual citizens that are there that had enough. And they're trying to live stream and release videos real quick before they get shot down or deleted from WeChat. And it's crazy. Now they're sending like vehicles around protests with signal blockers. So people lose reception so they can't, they can stop posting videos and live streaming. What's going on is 90% of the videos that you're seeing are videos that were live streamed that people were, that were watching were quickly screen recording and then re-uploading. That's what it seems to be happening here. Um... And I think that the government is losing control legitimately because we haven't seen something like that since like the late 80s. What was? I think that was when the Tiananmen Square incident happened. It was like in the 80s. Could be wrong, but it's been a long time since people are, are risking everything. The free people that are being taken into custody, that are being detained, that they're struggling trying to put them in a cop car. They're pulling them out. They're throwing stuff at the police. They're rushing them. They're pushing them back. And it's not just the Foxconn incident. A lot of these CCP simps, you know, usually, you know, a lot of people that are from Australia, Great Britain, you know, from different countries that are just simps that are looking for a quick buck. They want to be respected. Maybe they have some Asian fever. I don't know what it is, but they're easily paid off to just, you know, defend the, uh, the CCP and pretend that they're some sort of independent free thinker. I'm over here. Everything seems fine when you literally have thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of fucking leaked WeChat videos showing that no, dude, this shit is falling apart. There's babies and families dying in trapped buildings. You know, there's people that are screaming for help. There's people that are protesting, they're pushing back. Like it's fucking crazy what's going on over there. And like I said, man, there's so many people that you can watch just putting hashtag you know, a Shanghai or hashtag CCP or, you know, I mean, there's so many different ways you can find independent leaked videos. But if you want to follow some other people, like I said, China Uncensored, you know, Lawai, the China show, there's, uh, there's a couple of people that lived there for years covering this shit. And then they had to escape back to America when they had a chance. And they're just with all the connections and friends and family members that they have become acquainted with, they're getting a lot of these videos and stuff sent to them as well and they're reporting on it and it's crazy you know Chris Chappell is a good host over America, uh, not America well he does that channel too but China Uncensored you know and he's been covering this for a while too Uh, you know so it's not just the citizens of China reaching out and crying out for help it's also all the people that are covering this and I feel like they they're not getting enough exposure because you know China Uncensored because they're telling the truth they're not even like they're not even saying anything controversial. They're just saying what's actually being reported by the people crying out for help. These are like it's not even opinion at this point. It's being it's being what's caught on camera. And they're being demonetized for it. You know, and this is the problem with the CCP's outreach. They have you know their money, their their money deep into pockets of politicians, corporations, social media, big tech, you name it any sort of avenue of influence or power. They got money into it, you know, and they've been working on this for the last 30 years to the point where they perfected it, where it's just like, hey, we're the reason why you survive economically. You know, you like that house that you got, be a damn shame if we stop funds real quick. Your lifestyle changes. These politicians, they're funding them with, you know, ghost accounts, you know, Hollywood. You know, they got a lot of stocks and investments in the Hollywood. People have been trying to get into the market of China because China is able to give them so much revenue overseas with their films that Hollywood is like, okay, you know, you're not only buying stocks into our companies to have some sort of influence, but you're also, you know, kind of making it hard for us to tell you no when our movies make so much profit in your country that if you were to shut us out, we lose on that big piece of the pie that we've gotten so used to that cushy pile of money for the last decade or two. It's hard, just like what happened with the NBA when they started speaking out. Look how quickly they all of a sudden they got that guy silenced and restricted, you know, because NBA makes a lot of money from China. So it's not just Hollywood. It's not just politicians. It's even sports. It's crazy. They're not, they're not how, they now not they not only infiltrated our universities by teaching Marx Marxist mentalities and woke propaganda. You know, they know that the only way to divide America is to have us idiots fighting over race. So that with the rich people, you know, we look the other way. We're not paying attention to the rich politicians that are fucking us over on both sides of the aisle. You know, the CCP has influence over the conservative party or, you know, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. Mainly the Democrat Party. You know, because there's a lot of, a lot of old school G's in the Democrat Party that have been... You know, with the CCP since the since the day they opened, they got them into the to the free trade center. I forgot free, what the fuck is that called, the trade market. Um, I think with that shit that happened like in the '90s or whatever, there or the early 2000s, where they allowed them to be part of the the FTO or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Bill Clinton was the one that got them uh, through that, so they could start trading and opening up um, to the world and shit with you know investments and whatnot. You know, they've been messing with the Democrats for a while, but it's not just the Democrats. They got a lot of Republicans, politicians. Like I said, I would say about 96% of all 96% of all politicians are fucking corrupt. You know, I would say that it's about 3% of them that are actually honest, that actually want to do right for their country and for their people that they represent from both sides of the aisle, but the rest are just corrupt. And I would say out of that 96% that's corrupt, maybe about, I would say a good 40% of them are invested deep, heavy into the CCP... because they're funding them. You know? They, they're not just buying land and property... all over the country, the CCP. They're also having investors... quote-unquote investors... aka CCP government officials... go over to America... pretending that they're some sort of entrepreneur... they run this, they run that... and they're just investing in politicians... with the, with the condition. Now, obviously... This type of stuff that I'm saying when it comes to the CCP funding, although there is, been, there is credible sources showing the paper trail, at the end of the day, you're even with a you're never going to know for sure because there's always ways for these politicians to cover up who's really donating, you know, to the extent that they're doing. You know, I'm sure with all these Excel spreadsheets and all these receipts, it's the government, man. They can make shit disappear, you know. So you'll never know the extent of how much is being invested, because I'm sure there's a way to cover that up. But, you know, I still believe, in my opinion, that a good 40% of all the corrupted politicians are in the pockets of the CCP. You know? And this is exactly why, you know, you see, like, what's going on in in Qatar. You know, obviously, Qatar has got a lot of you know, fucked up human rights violations, right? Like, no one's surprised. No one's disagreeing with that. I think the whole world knows that, right? They got to treat their migrant workers better. They got to, you know, treat people with respect, decency, you know, basic common human rights. I get it. You know, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, there's always been that complaint that they're kind of behind on the times. But, you know, in reality, you got to see from their point of view, too. They don't want Western culture in there. You know, they don't believe in it, you know, and... They just don't. I mean, they're not for it, especially on the liberal side. They don't want any of that shit in there. You know, I think they need to do a better job in expressing that and also treat people that are there with some dignity and respect and some f- common human rights, you know. But at the same time, you know, people are upset because they're not, you know, allowing other cultures to be roaming wild free in their, in their thing and that they just have a certain tradition and culture. You know, they need to tweak it a bit. I agree. They need to stop with this bullshit of mistreating people and migrant workers and, you know, closing their passports so they can't leave and, you know, making them work on ridiculous long hours and underpaid and, you know, the whole human rights violations. Women, I, I, I hear people have been talking this shit since 2015. You know, it's no surprise. But like, look, guys, they have to make that decision to change because they've been getting pressure internationally for a while. A lot of people have been talking shit about them. For a while, they haven't caved in. They have to have that motivation and change. Maybe after this World Cup, they'll have the motivation and change. But, you know, but this is countries like that. You know, they're holding on tight because they see what's happening with, you know, the Western, you know, the Western world. And they're like, no, we don't want that, you know. And who knows, man? I, I, I feel like this is a big step in the right direction. I hope that people... You know, the people in China fight back. I hope they put pressure on the government where they have no choice. I really feel like what happened with the Soviet Union is going to happen with the CCP. Because if you think about it, I bet there was a time when nobody thought the, so- the Soviet Union was going to collapse because of how many decades, decades, oh, I mean, how many decades they were around in power and not only in power, but expanding territories and influence around the world. You know what that is to your your territory of what your country, what belongs as territory and property of your country is just expanding? And how many decades? We're not talking about like three or four. We're talking about lots of decades. I mean, look at the history of the Soviet Union. Look how long they've been in power. I bet you for 50, 60 years, nobody thought it was ever going to collapse. But it does. You know? And I really feel like the CCP is going to be the next Soviet Union. Because when you can't even get your own people, the bread and butter of your operations to, to, to sit and obey and do as you say on top of a crumbling economy, you know, I, people have had enough, man. People's individual, individual liberty and rights, you, got, you can't fuck with that for too long. You know, and now with the age of social media and the truth coming out. You know, people are not going to be just listening to the agenda. Eventually, people are going to get sick and tired of being afraid, and they're going to stand up. I'm hoping that's what happens, because I think China will benefit, honestly, to tell you the truth. Look, they tried communism, you know, for five, what, five, six, seven decades? Okay? And the only time they've ever expanded and grown, if you look at the history of their economy... The only time they've ever exploded in growth is anytime they allow some sort of capitalism into their country, which is you know foreign you know foreign investments, you know foreign companies coming in there, you know like doing business with the outside world, some sort of like variation of capitalism, you know. But pure communism, the idea of it, it's not working for them. You know when they started opening up to the outside world. You know, and embracing capitalism, you know, with trade and investments and doing business. I mean, they were growing, you know, and so I think it's time for the people to go ahead and do the right thing. Who knows? We'll see what happens, but definitely check these out, guys. I mean, it's it's happening. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on any of this. This is why I'm telling you, go to the experts because I'm watching. I've been following these guys for years, you know. And I've been to China myself, okay? And so I saw firsthand what communism looks like when you're a foreigner and you're not wanted there, you know, when they can smell capitalism on you. I've seen it for myself, so it's not even like, this is how I knew, this is why I started getting attracted to these channels, because I'm like, you know, I kind of felt firsthand from my first-hand experience I related to the stuff that they were talking about, you know? So I think if you guys are trying to catch up you know, and I have some sort of an understanding of what's going on. Definitely, you know, check out those things: China Uncensored, Lao Why I think it's L A O W H Y, and the China Show. You know, start with those three. Plenty of videos you can watch to see what's really going on. You know, Twitter and Instagram. When you put the so you know hashtags in there. Uh, you know, zero COVID policy, or hashtag CCP. There's lots of leak videos coming out on that. You know. And like I said, I'm giving a lot of my personal opinions uh, on this particular episode. But a lot of the stuff I said at the beginning is true. It's it's happening. It's there, you know, and I I just think, in my opinion, they're going to collapse. more. Well, check it out for yourself, guys. Let me know what you think. Until next time, it's your boy Crump Titty. Peace.